Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. As bad as you are, you're super short. I'm like a fucking golden retriever. Tell me more, Brittany. Stage I want to know. Clinger. I want to know. I want to know. Tell I'm me. Like, tell I'm me, away. Tell me. Stop bothering me. Yes. So we suck at this. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Enter sound. Hello. Here's the sound waves. The sound waves. Wave files. How are the you? The wave files. What's the, what's the do, 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 do. That's the X files. Yeah. That's the wave files. Okay. No, you always make fun of me because I like to do the, uh, hunger games whistle and you say it sounds like X files. Yeah. 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 Okay. So do does. the hunger games. You don't even know. I it. don't know it. It's, <laughs> it's hold on. I can't really whistle right now. You're asking a guy to do a whistle that <laughs> on a movie he's never seen. Now I'm like questioning myself. Do I it. feel like I'm going to do, do it the hot shot ones. Okay. Do it hot Hold shot. On, I got to think about it. That's, that's hunger games. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yes. Fucking nailed it. Do, 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 that's X-Files. It's like a couple other do, 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 Um, okay. So Mulder and Scully. Uh, not unfortunately, but, um, I'm not feeling well again. <laughs> like, I feel like this is like an ongoing. So if you hear me hacking my brains out, <coughs> sorry. What? Um, two, two months of this. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's like you get better and then you don't get better. But I don't want to talk about this for the whole podcast. I'm just apologizing ahead of time. I'm not going to jump into the old COVID conspiracy side of the world. Okay. But is it just me or are people sicker this winter than they were two winters ago? When COVID was COVID. Right. Right. Like, I don't remember people being as sick as white. Like everyone I know is sick right now. Yeah, I know. And has been sick for quite some time. I don't remember the general public that I know that I deal with on a regular basis Mm -hmm. being this sick during COVID. I know. It's almost like people are sicker just with like colds and stuff. I think I just said that. I just summed it up because you were taking a really long time to say that. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about, do you have an I love you and you're annoying? I don't think I have one. <sighs> to be honest, I think it's just we've been so freaking busy that I'm like, I don't like I'm not really focusing on you. You know, my this is going to sound so corny. OK, the only <laughs> I love you and I know and annoying that I have this week is I feel like I haven't seen you enough. <laughs> hmm. That's not my fault. No, I, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm not blaming you for it. That's 
that's the only annoyance that I have. I think this past week is I just haven't seen you. And for us, we've felt like, like in our relationship, when we get a little like spicy or like not good spicy, but like just a little snap backy to each other, it's typically because we haven't seen each other and there is like a lack of communication between us. So then we both just get annoyed because it's either that or or intimacy is out. Yeah. One of the two. We're just like, you're annoying because I haven't seen you in so long. And like, it's annoying. Well, I feel like, I feel like when you, when you don't have intimacy and you haven't seen the person, then they, they get this world of like, we talked about this like two years ago with Haley Patry. Yeah. You get this roommate syndrome. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting we have roommate syndrome, but when you land in the world of roommate syndrome, you start to notice the things that your partners aren't doing. Cause they're not there. Yeah. And I think that you also like fill in the blanks. Like you're like, okay, so this, your, your partner has time for this, but not for this. So you're like, you make up these stories in your We've head. We've had right? this argument numerous times and yeah. I'll be very clear about this. This is not, we're not arguing about this right now. I have no problem with this right now, but in, in years past, you would be, you're, you're typically someone who goes to bed an hour, an hour and a half before I do mm-hmm. because you're tired, right? And I understand I'm not, I don't have a problem with you being tired. My problem that I did have is when you would go out with your friends, you'd go out with your friends until 11, 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You'd be home at 12, 1230. Yeah. And I'd say like, you can do that with your friends, but you can't stay up till 10 o'clock with me. That annoyed me. Yes. But I also said like, and we talked this out, there's a huge difference between like leaving your house, yeah. being at somebody else's house or being at a restaurant or whatever and as opposed to sitting on your couch, like watching a show and you're like, oh, like your body just like goes to sleep. You and I, when we go out for like a date night or whatever, we stay out late. Like yep. that is what no we problem. do. I think that when we're in our own home and we make the mistake of sitting down on the couch, you've done this too. You're like, I, I can't, like, I got to go to bed. And I'm yeah, like, I'm like, Brittany, I got one show in me. It's yeah. 830. I know. It's so and I'm sad. Like, and then it's like 930. And I'm like, am I actually going to go to bed right now? I'm like, well, I have to, but I, I don't want to. I know. And I'm like, a, I'm a rebel when it comes to uh, bedtime. No, you are what's called. A rebel. Um, no, uh, it's actually, a, it's called. I'm rebellious. I rebel against sleep. No, it's not. It's, I'll, I'll think of the term for it, but I do this as well. And it's, it's um, like regret. Anyway, I, there is a term for it because uh, I used to do that where I'd be like, I'm going to go to bed early and then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel better. Um, it's called like post procrastination sleep. Regret. I swear to God, it's po- a thing. Post what? It's like procrastination. Like procrastination sleep. is hard to say with the P before that post. I will figure this out by the end of the podcast, but essentially it's the, <laughs> it's when you refuse to go to sleep when you know you should. And I was experiencing this when Coop was really young. I knew I should, I knew I should go to bed, but I, um, I never did because it was the one thing that I had control over when my body was like just a vessel to like take care of him all at all hours of the night. It was like I had the ability to choose like, well, this is what I'm doing for me. Like I'm doing this for me. It, it, it actually is a term like I forget what it's called, but it's like it's something with procrastination, like sleep or whatever. And then you have regrets in the morning because you're like, I wish I would have went to sleep. But it was something that you could control in a time where you didn't have a lot of control. The reason I, the reason I refer to it as a rebellious kind of way of living is because it's almost like, uh, I know it's good for me to go to bed, mm-hmm. but screw you bed. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't have anything for me today. So I'm going to watch a show. <laughs> this is exactly what I yeah, just said. I'm going to watch a show that means absolutely nothing to me yeah. that I do not care about because no. I refuse to be okay with having nothing for me. Yes. It's like it's rebellious bedtime procrastination. I think it's called rebellion procrastination. It's, it's not. You're making it up and it's an actual term. Okay. Well, I don't know what that term is. Um, I have a feeling we're going to transition into this podcast. And I just looked at uh, the time. Yes. I saw this meme. Maybe it was a meme. Maybe it was a gif. I don't know. I don't even know the difference between those two things. Revenge bedtime procrastination. That's what it's called. I was not, I was not far. Revenge. I said, I said rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge procrastination. Revenge bedtime procrastination. It's an actual term. Look at WebMD. Is there a definition to it? Oh, WebMD? WebMD. Would you like me to read it? Hashtag. No, it's too, it's too long. Anyways, the, it is an actual thing. So, um, what were you saying when you're, so I read that I saw this gif or meme or whatever, and it was like 25 minutes into a podcast podcast house. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> so I'm reading it. I'm like, that That's is us. like, that is the definition of this podcast. That's we us. don't even know when the podcast starts. No, but I think that's our thing. Or maybe it, it just became our thing. No, I think it's a thing. And I think we're, I think people are made fun of for this thing. Whatever. But you know what? We don't like our podcast isn't like an intentional podcast unless we have a guest that is like our, like our whole podcast is usually just us shooting the shit about life. Unless it's not. And if it's not, then what you know is Brittany's going to be before the podcast starts. I'll this is know. what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> so because we didn't have a this is what we're going to talk about today. You know that there's nothing for us to talk about today. Okay, Let's talk about our night last night. Let's talk about our night last night. Last night was interesting. It was. I had such a great time. Have you ever had an embarrassing BO moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. (laughs) Embarrassing. But we've got the solution. Lumi whole body deodorant. Say goodbye to BO worries forever. Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. And for new customers, the Lumi Starter Pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. Don't miss out. As our special offer, you get $5 off Lumi Starter Packs with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's right, over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Control your body odor anywhere with Lumi. I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. 
So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. So we went to the Old Dominion concert. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who don't know, that's uh, a country band, Mm -hmm. very popular country band. And the reason I say for those of you who don't know is because we we didn't know either. We, and honestly, I was carved. So like when I was posting some of the stories last night, people are like, oh, I love Old Dominion. I love Old Dominion. And I'm like, they're like fantastic. Unreal. Didn't, couldn't have told you a single song that they played before that. And people are like, are you like my close friends too. Cass was like, are you drunk? Like, how do you not know them? And it was a weird experience being at a concert that you don't know any of the song like I felt like a total loser (laughs) especially there's 7,000 people screaming the lyrics of the song and then the singer will pull the microphone out and everyone's like like, yeah this is my time to shine and we're just standing there I literally just pictured like like the I tried to do a cricket that didn't work out. my fear was that the camera would pan over to us because everyone was like (laughs) the camera would pan over everyone's singing the song and the camera would pan over to us idiots and we'd just be like "Mm." I would just be drinking and I'd be like yeah yeah yeah." but okay so the reason why we went is because Stephen Lee Olson opened um for Old Dominion yesterday yeah yesterday and no yes yes um, and we, uh, there was a short, us- there was a, uh, an Ontario, mm-hmm. we live in Ontario, Canada. There was an Ontario tour. Right. And this was one of the, I think there's four shows. So we were asked, uh, Shannon, um, his lovely wife asked if we wanted to come down to the concert and we were like, you know what? We would love to. And so we're like looking up where, where he's playing. This isn't it- even, this isn't even an accurate story. <laughs> yes, it is. No. So we hang out with our buddy. One of our friends. Oh, right, right. We're hanging out with it one of our friends. Accurate. I just forgot about that. And part. I said to I said to him, I'm like, hey, Adam, where's Whitney, his wife? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, she's like, oh, she's at the Old Dominion concert. And we're like, oh, who's Old Dominion? <laughs> and she's like, you don't never heard of Old Dominion? We're like, no, that's why we're asking. We are not country music people. We're not anti. We're not anti. We just like have never really gotten into it. It's if just, it's on, we're like, yeah, this yeah. is a good song. But great music. I'd never great really music. Never on. heard of them. So yeah. anyways, he's describing <laughs> Old Dominion to us and let, like he's like, oh, you'll know this song and you'll know this song. And Brittany and I are like, mm, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so we said, oh, okay, that's cool. And then he starts rhyming off some of the opening acts. And when he's rhyming off the opening acts, he says Stephen Lee Olson. And we immediately were like, oh, we're going to Stephen Lee Olson concert tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you are? We're like, yeah, we're going to his concert. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't think you're going to Stephen Lee Olson's concert. I think you're going to an Old Dominion concert. We're like, uh, no, we're not. <laughs> we're going to go see Stephen Lee Olson. And we did. And he was And fabulous. we did. And he was incredible. And guys, if you haven't listened to Stephen Lee Olson, I highly recommend you do. Because I have a funny feeling after watching yesterday's performance, yeah. I have a funny feeling he's headlining very, very, very soon. Well, you know, I was shocked that he wasn't. We, um, we'll get into this, but let's, a few things to say, Old Dominion, incredible. Like I am now, I can now say like, I enjoyed the band. Like I'll put some on like a playlist. Like I truly liked that it was like pop country. Like it wasn't like twangy country, which again, nothing wrong with just not my, not my cup of tea. But, uh, we had the pleasure of, um, hanging out with Steven and Shannon after the concert and during, and, after, and, during yeah. yeah. And it was, um, it was awesome. And I just like, cause we were talking about this and we'll kind of revert back later, but to, 
to talk to somebody in the space of the limelight and the fame, you never really know what you're going to get. And you don't, you don't know what you're going to get. We, it's like a box of chocolate. Right. We've met some people um, in the space of the social world in maybe some of our interviews where after we were like, Hmm. Not who we thought they not would be. Not exactly who we thought we were going to be. And it's not It's not always negative, but there's definitely been some times where I was like, mm, that's a no for me. Those aren't our people. Not our people. That's okay. And so, it's okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Like, no one knows that joke. And no. we're just like doing our inside always. jokes. We'll go back to that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we were, we interviewed them and they were lovely on the podcast, but... You just never know what you're going to get when you're outside of a professional setting. And we were, honestly, we left and we were like, they're such good people. They've got a little boy, his name's Lincoln, and they're just so down to earth, like regular people. They, they were so welcoming and they were just like, I, this is going to sound like they're just boring, regular people. Like nothing, like, I don't mean boring as boring, no, but I don't mean boring as like, Oh, like duds. I mean, like we're boring people too. Like there's nothing like super crazy about us. Like we're just regular people. And it was just really nice to like have conversations with them and be like, these are our people. It was cool that they didn't have to be a version of themselves to us. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so there's a lot of conversations that are going on and have been going on for the last little while. Um, you know, like the Ellen DeGeneres, everyone's like, oh, she's such a bitch and she, the work environment's so tough. And Jay Leno's this, I'm hearing some things about Jay Leno as well. I'm also hearing things about Jimmy Fallon and I love Jimmy Fallon and Kimmel. And so here's, here's the thing. Oh no. What was it? What's the guy's name? The, the carpool karaoke guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. James, uh, Corden, Corden, Corden. Yeah. Apparently we don't know anything about pop culture. <laughs> Anyways, the two of us are so boring. We don't even know pop culture. We're so boring. So here, okay. Brittany and I have had some unbelievable conversations about this because, not to sound pretentious, but on a scale of celebrity, we're, we're a one. zero, <laughs> right? So let's yeah. be cl- let's be clear. Negative. However. There is a social platform that's out there. There are a ton of people that follow that platform. And so it makes sense that when you're in a crowd of 7,000 people an hour and a half from your your immediate location, there's going to be some people that recognize you in that space. But you say that and it still literally always blows my mind when we go out and we're recognized. I'm like, how? Like, it's wild to me. But here's what I was getting at with that. So we watched this TV show with Jennifer Aniston called The Morning Show. Is it The Morning Show? Yeah. Yeah, it was the morning show. And it was like a behind the scene, behind the camera uh, perspective on what it's like to be somewhat of a celebrity. Right. And so we start having these conversations. And here's the thing about Ellen. And here's the thing about Jay Leno. And here's the thing about all the guys that we just talked about, including James Kerbin. (laughs) (laughs) What people don't recognize, and this is where I think we have this such an unbelievable appreciation for these celebrities you have to, especially on a show like Ellen, where you're on yeah. Monday to Friday, Every you day. have to be on. And I don't mean like on, you got to be on Monday to Friday. You're and not people allowed are like, to have a bad mood day. You're not allowed. Yeah. You're just not allowed. No. And like everyone's like, yeah, but like I got to go to work Monday to Friday. Yeah. So do we, but I can be an asshole in certain days and the whole world isn't going to know about it. Right. right. I watched this interview with, um, uh, can, uh, can, what's his name? Cannon, Jim Cardon, Cannon, Cannon, Nick, Nick Cannon, yeah. Nick Cannon, wild, wild out or whatever. Wild right. And he was talking about what the hardest part of being married to Mariah Carey was. And he was saying it wasn't the marriage. It's it was the, the business. business. 
And the, whoever was interviewing was like, what do you mean by the business? He's like the business of being married to Mariah Carey. He said, if we want to go out of the house, yeah. if we wanted to get out of the house as a family to go anywhere, it was $200,000 for us to do that. We had to have security. We had to pre-clear where we were going. We had mm-hmm. to do, we had to fly on our own jet. Like all of these things that were like, you know what? I never even thought about I that. Know. There's nowhere in the world Ellen can go. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere in the world Mariah Carey can go that they're not going to be bombarded mm-hmm. by people. Or, and if you do want to go out, they were saying like, you're wearing full prosthetics. Like you can't even be yourself. And like, I could never be famous. Like no. I've said this multiple times. Like I could never be famous because I just, I really enjoy my personal life too much. As much as I'm an extrovert, I am <laughs> as also- As much as you put your personal life out there. No, I just mean like my own time. And like, if I'm moody, I don't want to pretend that I'm not moody. Like I'm a Gemini. So if, if I'm pissed off, you will know. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. And here, and you know what? Like we were talking about this at, uh, at breakfast the other day, right? Cause someone yeah. came up to us at breakfast and was talking to us. And by all means, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, uh, in fact, I, I thoroughly appreciate it cause it actually shows that what we're doing reaches people and it yeah. means something to people. It's amazing. I love it. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. But we were talking about, I think it was Jennifer Lopez has this like Oh, you're going to bring uh, M&Ms into my room, but they're only chocolate. No, no, it was chocolate. Mariah Carey. Was it Mariah Carey? Yeah. Only chocolate M&Ms. I don't want green, red, yellow. And everyone's like, And oh, we're like, oh my diva. God, what a diva. She's so bougie. And you know what? She absolutely is for doing that. And it's like, ew, that's what it's like. But here's what we've now started to appreciate, especially after watching that show with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, so good. That might be the only thing in her life that she can control. Yeah. Like literally everything else, she has to be here. She has to go here. She has to do this. Her opinions run through like three or four different yeah. people. Mariah, what do you think about this? I think this, this, and this. Well, you know what? I agree that you should probably say that, but here's how we so would probably curated. suggest you say that. <laughs> well, it goes back like, to Britney Spears, con- like literally shaving her head. She was mentally ill, but like shaving her head because she was like, it's the only thing I can control. Like, oh, I- I'm going to do this. See how... Do you know what I mean? It's like, crazy. Someone it's said it's it's better to be. So the whole saying is rich and famous. Yeah. No, it's better to be rich and not famous. Right. And uh, I just like when I'm when we're going with Stephen Lee Olson and Shannonella, we're sitting there and they're like, oh, well, come up here with us. We're waiting for them. They're like, actually, we can't. We got to go over to the sound check area because you can't even stand and watch an, a concert. Like, yeah. and just be yourself like people. And we, that, that comes with the gig and we understand that. Nothing and wrong like, it's with a it. sacrifice. It was just, anyway, back to our original point. It, it was really lovely to speak to them, um, outside of the professional space. And they are just lovely people. And we can confidently say we've met some not lovely people. So it was, it, we like them. Yeah. We but like again, you. even, even that, even the lovely people that we have met or the non lovely people that we've met, we get out of the, the interview or the conversation with yeah. them. We're like, they weren't our people. Mm-hmm. But, but again, you're, you're like, like, maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they're just like not it's wanting true. to be here. Maybe so they're true. being forced to be here. Like there's just so many things that we're like, ew, that person's not like that. Or yeah. I didn't think that would be it. They're having a bad day. Yeah. I and know. they're just not allowed to. It's some, really strange. Maybe just have some grace with your, uh, and this is always my biggest fear being in um, like a social the social space like the gram or tiktok my biggest fear is like being out somewhere and i'm having like a shitty day or like the kids are pissing me off excuse me and i am like stern with them or like i'm just like not happy and here's the thing about me even if i am having a really bad day i will 
never treat somebody in the service industry like shit. Like I could be having the worst day and I will be so overly nice. So I'm not really worried about that. I'm just like, say I'm having a bad shitty mom day and I don't want someone to Or maybe to the see, kids are being total assholes. Yeah. I just, I never want someone to see me in that space and like judge me in that single space and then be like, wow, you know, I saw Brittany Osfi and she's nothing like she is. Cause that fucking happens all the time. And I'm yeah, like, because we're outside regular you're people. Total jerk. I'm a total asshole. Yeah. Big no, time. No, an asshole. I just like, I think that people are so quick to judge, um, what they see on social media and just expect that to be consistent all the time. And that's not true. So, especially um, our relationship, we're the laughing couple, but outside we're not always laughing. No. <laughs> so deep. <laughs> We're not always laughing. We're sensitive too. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let's um, hold on. I want to tell you a quick story okay. about the old dominion thing. Cause it reminded me of my mom. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So by the way, again, to circle back, uh, old dominion is fantastic. Yeah. So, but we just didn't happen to know who they were. So yeah. my mom, we, do now. we, we do. know now yeah. and we'll listen to them. So my mom, very similar situation. She dated a guy pre father, uh, who was in the radio business. I believe he's in the radio business. And he used to get backstage passes to all these concerts. And so my mom gets this backstage pass concert in the 70s to see Elton John. And she meets this guy named Elton John. And he introduces himself and she introduces herself. And he says to her, would you like an autograph? And she's looking at this guy with these weird, big, massive glasses and these feathers and boa all over the place. And she's like, uh, no. <laughs> and he's like, you don't want my autograph? She's like, uh, Why? no, why would I want your autograph? And he's like, oh, okay, no problem. So then he goes and performs her concert. My mom didn't know a, who Elton John was yeah. B that that was Elton John. And it wasn't until the concert started that she put it all two and two together. And she's like, oh, I know all of these songs. Yeah. This is the guy that sings it. Wasted opportunity, mom. So that's how I felt yesterday with, a, with old dominion. I felt like a little bit of an, an asshole for not yeah. knowing who they were. Um, I feel like an imposter. Like I should totally know. imposter. It was, it was stupid of us. Yeah. But again, there's lots of people that don't know other artists. All I right. Just, should we get into this podcast now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what I should. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Okay, um, we're doing a quick one today, but we we decided to look at um, two marriage myths. I feel like this might be a fun thing to do, like bust one every po- uh, every other podcast. Maybe. Well, we busted one last week. Yeah. Just Are not, we maybe soulmates? Not, sorry. Let's, no. <laughs> let's not use the word bust. Let's use the word discuss because it's not necessarily saying this is true or not. These are just our thoughts on mm, it. I was really trying to think of a word that would put the two together. In it. What? Discuss? Disbuss. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. And I knew if I tried, it wouldn't come out of my mouth properly. <laughs> like that? Disbust. Okay. So what, what is the what is the myth? Marriage myth. <laughs> what? 
Oh, I'm I'm reading it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which one you're talking about. Marriage myth: having children brings you closer. This is a tough one for me. It's because our personal story is is the exception to the rule, I think. I don't think children bring you closer. I think children pull you apart if you're not careful. Yeah. In in another but on the opposite end of that, when we had Riley, it personally galvanized for us. it galvanized us oh that's a really good word i've never heard you use that yeah word i don't think life. i've ever used it but it like it flows really well and when i said it i was like i don't huh. know if i would use that word intellect to level it. like wh- what do you mean by that galvanized yeah well it, i the reward might be wrong okay now that you're questioning it i'm like would oh like, damn maybe that's like, the opposite of what it means like it? <laughs> would you like to hear my this? credibility just went right through the roof galvanizes bring it together Galvanize it, okay. right? Isn't okay. it? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Can We're you just, look it up really quickly? Galvanizing is the process of applying a protective zinc coating to steel or iron to prevent rusting. <laughs> yeah, that galvanized us. So, in our personal experience, our children have brought us closer. Yeah. It uh, at the time in our lives when we found out we were pregnant with Riley. We were not in a good position. We hated each other. As a, in a relationship. And we've talked about this in length. Yeah. But the idea of having a child made us pull ourselves away from us. Yeah. And start thinking about this other human being. And by doing that, we were galvanized. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that when you talk about having kids to pull you closer, I think part of it for me is that, like you said, you are worried about or you are caring about something other than yourself and other than your partner. You have this like exterior third thing that you both share. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then as parents, you experience again new things. We talked about experiencing new things as a couple. It gets really hard to have that passion and that spark after 10 plus years because nothing's new anymore. Then you have this kid and you're like, holy fuck, like is this how you change this diaper? Like, what am I doing here? And you guys are like learning something together. And I think there's something really special about that. But at the same time, those things, I feel like if you don't have a good baseline of communication, those things, oh my God, they can be the exact thing that pulls you apart because they're frustrating and you are super fucking tired all the time. High level stress. Nobody is, nobody's happy when they're having no sleep. Can't do it. And so the only person that you can blame is your partner because it's one of those like unconditional loves and like I can yell at you even though that you don't deserve it, but I don't know where to put this anger and this tiredness. So long story long, um, I think it does and it also doesn't. Just it has to have a baseline. It can, it can, but it requires a high level of communication and and like uh, I would say generosity on both parents' parts to be Mm -hmm. able to do it. I find there's there's this thing and I don't know what it's called because this isn't our space, but there's this thing that says like couples, a lot of couples will always do like let's buy a house and let's build a house and like they make projects. Yeah. And those projects they think will bring them together. And then the project gets completed and on the other end of the project they're not happy it's like people are always trying to find something to be put into the space to make them happy whether that's kids whether that's a project whether that like whatever it is and then I find that often if you're coming into something like if you're coming in and saying we're going to put this into our lives and this is going to fix our situation I can almost guarantee you it's not so if you think that you need an exterior thing to fix what's broken in your relationship that's a 
no go. Fix your relationship. You got to fix it first. Fix the relationship. It's not. And then more importantly, especially with children, if you're looking to bring a child into your life to fix your marriage, I would highly recommend that's a no go, a no go. Because if your marriage work on your marriage, because that child is going to be part of that marriage, they're Mm going to be part of that experience. And so they ain't the they ain't the solution for us. It worked. That's why I'm like, ah, it worked really well. But what I recommend, hey, have a child. If you Mm -hmm. you and your relationship, you and your girlfriend aren't having a good time, have a child. You get married. Everything will great. You'll start a podcast. Life is great. (laughs) No, hard, hard. No, I think it's interesting to talk to think about it, too, in like not a consistent bring you closer. I think there are moments of parenthood where you're like really close and you you're you share in that like wow like this is our life this is what we did and then there are harder moments especially when you introduce a second child you're like holy fuck like it changes the dynamic so much like i'm not saying having one kid isn't hard but until you have a second child um I would, I would say that it's a, you'll just never understand. Yeah. There's just so many things that are different. It's like people, oh my God, I know I'm going to be absolutely crucified for this. But when, when other people compare having a fucking animal, and we've talked about this before to a child, I want to be like, let's not, but hold on, uh, well, hold on, hold on. Let me finish this. Cause I okay. know I don't want to be like murdered. Having a new puppy is so much fucking work. Like I get it, but you never, ever, ever. If someone says, yeah, I have a newborn, never, ever be like, I get it. I get it. My puppy was up all night. No, no, no. I don't get to put my newborn in a crate and be like, deuces, bye. Here's a bottle of water. That's not the same. So I would just (laughs) advise you never to compare having a new animal to having a new baby. That said, that said, choosing a dog is a longer, it's weird. It's a longer commitment to the struggle than it is to have kids. And I get what you're saying only um, because we actually just talked about this. We, I love dogs. I've always grown up with a dog. So I, I kind of thought that I would have a dog. Ryan's very allergic. And so it's not in the cards for us. But beyond that, I truly feel like if you weren't allergic, we wouldn't have a dog. And that is insane to me. And it's because our friends with dogs, they have such a hard time. If they want to go anywhere, getting a sitter for your dog overnight is not easy where it's like a little bit easier to do for your kids for the most part if you have like a village grandparents want to watch kids that don't want to watch dogs people are like i don't want to watch your fucking dog like that's hard and we get that some people do some people like it yeah but i find that it's harder so it's a longer commitment in terms of like giving up social life for a dog than it is with kids like you're in a bubble either way but you're in a smaller bubble shorter bubble with kids right all right let's move on to the next myth let's let's disc bust it that's okay. So marriage myth, leading separate lives brings you together. So this is the old saying, um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I'm going to let you like tell your thoughts first, because I did that with the soulmate and I was expecting one thing and it was the opposite. So I think <sighs> the, the problem with these myths are it's they're black and white. And then the reality of it is they are not black and white. Mm-hmm. If I said distance doesn't bring you closer, I would be lying because distance does bring you closer as long as it's not long-term distance. Mm -hmm. I would say long-term distance, it's very difficult. We talk about going a week or two without seeing each other or being intimate with each other and we start getting at each other. Imagine we lived 
miles away from each other or our work schedules allowed us to not be there together for like a month or two. Yeah. It would be for us, for us personally, it would be very, very, I know that people make it work. I'm not yeah. saying people can't make it work. That's why I said, I don't think this is a black and white thing, it's but I, I know for me and you, you give me a night every two weeks to go out and hang out with my boys and you the same. Our lives are way easier. Yeah. Our more, our marriage is so much easier because it's like you, when you become a parent, you lose that part of you so frequently that if you don't check into it and you don't get that, like, I'm a human being, my thoughts matter, yeah. my, my entertainment <laughs> matters. And I'm not just the husband of Brittany. I'm not just the father of Riley and Cooper. Like I'm Ryan. Yeah. Let me be Ryan for a day. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I, I agree. I also think that there's something to be said about, um, like experiencing separate situations and experiences and then bringing that back to your partner and having new things to talk about and discuss. Because one of the things in COVID I felt like for a lot of people was like you, you were with your partner 24 seven and in work, in parenthood, in your home, in like everything was just all encompassed. And it was like, okay, like you lose yourself, right? There's nothing new to talk about. In and the so, moment you're gone. And, you're yeah. gone. I don't and so I feel like not, was a chance to blow when opportunity come once in a lifetime. You gotta, Are you done? Yeah. Okay. I feel like when we have a, a couple busy weeks and we're kind of on opposite schedules and then we make the time to have like a date night, there's so much to talk about. And this also works for the podcast too, because we like to bring up things like sometimes we'll be out and he's like, I forgot to tell you this. And he'll start to tell me something. And I'll be like, stop it. Save it for the podcast. Because if it's a good story, it's really fun to do it live, live on air. And like, if it's going to be like a discussion, I want to save it for this space. But I think there's something to be said about experiencing different things and then coming together to share your thoughts on those things. Because as much as you say, like, you know, I don't think it would be good for us physically, like being away from each other that long, I think it would be very, very difficult for us personally. But I like the idea, like you said, having your own space, being our own people, and then coming to your partner and sharing your own individual experiences and like talking about it because it's new. It's I, not just like, what'd you do today? I already know because I've been in the fucking house with you all day. You know, these, the cool thing about these marriage, busting these marriage myths is they're a really good opportunity for you and your partner to have discussions around these same things because I don't believe it's black and white. I do believe there's a gray area. But it's nice to know what your partner thinks about these topics because I know you might us, not be soulmates. Like, yeah, exactly. I know us well enough to know that if I go away on a work trip for three or four days, the stress level that you have being home with the kids without me here and without my support, when I pick up the phone and I call you on day three or four of my work trip, your answers are so short. Yeah, they are. It's like, am I catching you at a bad time? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. But- I've and I'm like, been, I've, been, uh, I've been working on that and it's been way better. You suck when I'm away with me. I you, have 1000% improved to what I was. Which like, is admitting that you kind of suck. Duh. Suck. Duh. Suck. Duh. You suckish. No, I don't. I'm way better. There's an I-S-H at the end. You I'm suckish. Way better. I'm way better. You have improved. But I will tell you, as a relationship goes... I know that you are not very good when I'm away. You know what's so funny? Uh, oh. You say that, but like what sometimes when you're gone, I run this ship. Like it's almost I'm I'm going to bite myself in the ass, but sometimes it's easier. Can't wait to because, leave. Because hold on, because sometimes when you come home, 
you like fuck everything up. You'll be like, I just finished work. And I'm like, okay, this is the schedule we're doing. Da, 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 da. And you'll come home. You want to be fun dad. You want to like get them excited. And I love that for you. And I love that for them. But every once in a while, it is sometimes easier because I have to have them on this schedule. They have to be at this time to bed because they're like, I, I need my night. Right. So when, when you come home and the weekends are a little bit crazy because you want to do all of the things, it's like, it, it kind of throws a wrench in the deal. I'm not going to lie. Like I I, I'm I get pretty it. great. I get when it. I felt the same way. I'm pretty I feel the same way. I do. I'm yeah. like, wow, I'm, I can actually do this without Brittany. Not that I want to, not yeah. that I yeah, want to, but I'm like, to be clear, but, but I can do this without Brittany. Um, I will say that I know you that way. You're kind of suckish. I'm terrible. Yeah. You're awful. I'm terrible. You're super awful. Like I, I, I want to check in all the time with you. Like, Hey, are you okay? How's everything going? And I think it's just like, a, there's a worry for me when you're away that something bad's going to happen to you. So I'm like, check in with me, check in with me, make yeah. sure you're okay. Check in with you, check in with you. Are you having fun? Are you having a good time? Are you getting on? Are you getting this trip? What do you need to know this trip? Like I need to check in. I need answers. Yeah. So as bad as you are, you're super short. I'm like a fucking golden retriever. Tell me more, Brittany. Stage I want to know. Clinger. I want to know. I want to know. Tell, like, me, tell me. I'm away. Stop bothering me. Yes. So we suck at this. <laughs> so it does absence make the heart grow fonder. Not us. Not for us. For you and your partner, perhaps, but oh. not for us. And we're not soulmates. This has been a lovely podcast. I've enjoyed this time with you. Good chat. Oh, see you next week. Brittany. Maybe. Hopefully I see you this week. <laughs> Bye guys. Peace out. A town. I'm a saint from my soul. I...